hello, my name is Anna Cheshina and welcome to my podcast on sustainability. This is the first episode, so briefly what you can expect from the podcast is that I'm going to cover and talk more and expand on the topics of corporate sustainability or how companies alter their operations in order to combat climate change and help improve environmental situation locally and maybe even globally via the supply chains. Um, I will talk about green procurement practices, what it means, what is this concept, how did it emerge, and the philosophy of cons- conscious consumption, as well as climate change, climate adaptation, corporate social responsibility, energy efficiency and many other topics. Today, the topic of the first episode is the concept of Green Bank. And I would like to find ways to answer the question if it really serves or served its purpose of um, being a tool for a low-carbon future. The questions I asked myself when preparing this episode were How and why did the concept of a green bank emerge? Did it help at all reduce the pace of climate change? The original idea of this green bank thing? And have any results been achieved so far? I'm an environmentalist with a solid scientific background and a degree in applied ecology. And why such an unusual topic for the first episode? Green bank. Um, an unusual thing step to start with. That's because nearly two years ago, my career took an unexpectedly adventurous turn that made me discover the field of environmental finance. I would have never imagined that a person like me, someone who was always running away from economics and finance, could end up working at the bank. And yet, here I am, right in the epicenter of the Green Bank. So I thought it's high time to share what I've learned so far. So what exactly is a green bank? How does it work and is it efficient? A green bank is a public or quasi-public financial institution or less often, less often um, a non-profit entity which facilitates private investment into domestic low-carbon, climate-resilient infrastructure and into clean energy technologies. This is the definition of a green bank, according to the OECD. A green bank is there to promote three things. Lower energy prices, private sector investment, and a transition to a low-carbon economy. You might ask, what is a low-carbon economy? That's easy. It's an economy based on low-carbon power sources that have a minimal output of greenhouse gases. Those bodies that, as you can remember, that are held accountable for climate change. It's about the transition from the so-called brown economy, based on fossil fuels like coal and oil, to a green one, based on alternative means of energy generation, like the sun, water, wind, biomass and geothermal. The Green Bank appeared as a financial mechanism in response to the present social and environmental challenges of today. The irreversible changes that unfold before our own eyes. 
which changes, which challenges I am talking about. So severe weather conditions, the summers become hotter, the winters become colder, acute climate change and the rise of water levels globally. Let me just briefly introduce you to the Twaits Glacier, a Florida-sized hunk of frozen water that is melting at an unprecedented pace. This glacier was reported to have a huge cavity inside, which is bad news since the void accelerates the melting of the ice as warm air and warm water easily enter it. This one solar glacier is already responsible for 4% water rise globally and annually. After it melts entirely, it will cause the world ocean to rise by 65 centimeters. Just imagine it. Go read the fascinating story by Wired about Twaits Glacier, I promise, you won't regret it. What other challenge the humanity faces today? Of course, a biodiversity loss. According to the report produced by WWEF, between 1970 and 2014, humanity has reduced the Earth's biodiversity by a whopping 60%. If we were talking about the human population, that would be the equivalent to emptying both Americas, Africa, Europe, China, and Oceania. Instead of knocking on one door after another, trying to reach out to every individual, jumping with, excuse me, sir, do you have a moment to talk about the biodiversity loss? Do you know that you're responsible for that? The way to influence big players must have been found. The big player in our case is the industry, and it is desperately, it desperately needs an engaging push. Do you know which language the industry understands? Of course, it's only the language of money. So where is the idea of a green bank come from, coming from? The idea of a green bank was developed by the scientists, academicians, Reed Hunt and Ken Berlin as part of the efforts of the 2008 Obama-Biden transition team to promote the development of clean energy and give a feasible and, most importantly, easy-to-apply mechanism to facilitate the transition to a low-carbon economy. How does it work? It gives consumers long-term loans at low interest rates for them to implement alternative energy and energy efficiency projects. This is the main difference and competitive advantage of a green bank compared to a regular one. The concept is still new and fresh. The very first green bank appeared in Connecticut in 2011. On the fourth year of its existence, in just one year, Connecticut Green Bank has invested more than $663 million into clean energy projects. This number seems hard to imagine, so here is the comparison for you. $663 million is the equivalent of the GDP of Switzerland, according to the World Bank ranking as per 2017. And Switzerland is by no means a poor country. After 2011, green banks started to appear in the UK, Australia, Japan, and Malaysia. How is it different from other banks? 
The Green Bank drives a positive change in the economy and society. It takes the environment into account when making decisions and incorporates best international practices and standards while investing in clean renewable energy. Eight years into the green finance practice, what has been achieved so far? Since its inception, the Connecticut Green Bank has enabled the reduction of an estimated 1.4 million tons of CO2 emissions over the life of the projects it has funded. In 2014-2015, the United Kingdom Green Investment Bank estimated average annual greenhouse gases emission reduction reduction reached 4.2 million tons of CO2 emitted, equivalent to taking almost 2 million cars off the road for a year. The United Kingdom Green Investment Bank's estimate of the average annual renewable power generation associated with the project it funds reached 16.3 16.3 terawatt per hour, enough to power almost 4 million homes. Since 2010, the Green Technology Financing Scheme, operated by GreenTech Malaysia, has funded 165 projects which have avoided close to 2.4 million tons of CO2 equivalent. All the above-mentioned statistics are taken from the OECD Environment Policy Paper Innovative Public Financial Institutions Scaling Up Private Low Carbon Investment Policy Reform January 2017, number 6 Investments in renewable energy and energy efficiency are growing and there is hope to get the world on track to achieve zero net greenhouse gas emissions globally by the end of this century. Will financial tools like the Green Bank be effective for governments to achieve ambitious climate objectives with the right domestic political and governmental contexts? I think it can work. Mm -hmm.